Free to Be show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. With monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions, you can replenish online and relieve your stress and resolve your issues. Whether you are trying to recharge your entire staff or just seeking a community of support. Empower yourself today with the Replenish Me membership. And now for tonight's show. So good evening and welcome to the Free to Be show. I'm so excited to introduce to you yet another amazing human being who um, I've met. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about her before we get started and find out what it is she had to free herself from. So tonight, all the way from Australia, I will be speaking with a self-confessed coffee addict. Yay, someone after my own heart. Travel <laughs> lover, oh yes founder of Beauty Business Association, mentor and creator of Beauty Business Mastery. And over the past 10 years, she's won like a gazillion awards. I really want to know about all that. So um, she, I, I want to say the most interesting thing I know about her is that she now has her own athletic brand. And we'll talk about that. And I met her through someone who's sexy brilliant. So I, it's my pleasure to introduce to you tonight, Chelsea Valentino. Welcome to the Free to Be Yay. Show. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. This is going to be a great conversation. So you ready to just jump in? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cool. So what is it that you had to free yourself of to do all these amazing things in the world? Well, first of all, I really love this question. I have listened to a fair few of your podcasts and I was like, man, that is such a brilliant question. So I have had to free myself from so much and there's not one thing that I feel like, oh, if you do this, then like you're going to feel free and it's like life is going to be amazing all the time. There is so much to unravel and I feel like for me, I had to overcome a lot of self-doubt, a lot of limiting beliefs, and I really had to dive deep. And that's not always comfortable to go inside and to really pick out the things that you're saying to yourself, the stories that you're telling yourself, the beliefs that you have. And, you know, in regards to beliefs, a lot of the times we get those from the environment we're in, the environment we grew up in, we get them from our friends, our family. And, you know, when we're younger, that's all we know. We don't know any better. So we take on a lot of those beliefs as being a reality when it's actually not. And one of the most freeing things that happened to me was when I got to an age and I realized, hang on a second, I didn't create these beliefs. I don't believe these things. Like these things are holding me back from stories that I've been told from other people that have ingrained to me. And I mean, I'm going to mention money because I feel like money can be quite a big thing. 
And I know that a lot of the stories that I got told was um, rich people are not nice people. They're very greedy people. Um, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, like just so many stories that I feel like a lot of people were told. And it was just really interesting growing up to finally be able to say, actually, I've met a lot of rich people that are really nice. And actually, money is created from trees. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> right? Because it's made out of paper ultimately. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, like, whoever came up with that really didn't think it through, but that's fine. And, you know, I don't think that it's also a thing that ever stops. So I feel like, especially as women, as human beings, like we're always learning, we're always growing, we're always evolving. So I think it's really important to love who you are in the moment, but really consider what you want out of life and who you have to be to actually be able to create that reality for yourself. And that's going to change at every point because you're going to change as a person. You've got more experience. You've become more wise. Your values change. Your beliefs change. So you're always kind of shedding skin. And I don't want to say getting better because I don't think that you get better. You were never bad, but maybe you've noticed something that you're like, Hey, you know, that's actually not really serving me. It's not serving the people that I'm around. Um, I know for me, one of them, when I was like a teenager, I was quite jealous. I was very competitive to me. Like you, if you didn't win, you lost, like you always had to come first in everything. And that was something that was really sabotaging to me, especially in business. Cause I got into business at like 20, 2021. 20, and, you know, instead of seeing these people in the industry as my allies that could help me and I could help them and we could grow and we could learn together and we could actually all be really successful. I saw them as like, oh, they're my competitors, like either, you know, I win and they lose or they win and I lose. So things like that, that I feel like you're constantly kind of going like, hang on a second, is this really serving me? No, not really. Okay, I'm aware of it. Now, how can I change that and become a newer version of who I want to be? I love that. I like, you know, I love that, first of all, you recognize that your beliefs, that, that the beliefs you were operating under were not yours, right? And mm -hmm. I love that you brought up money. And Ultimately, I love that um, what you're talking about at the end there is uh, just taking, uh, I guess, more of a position of leadership, right? And ownership of your um, business rather than um, you're a victim, right? Because that, that goes along with the scarcity mindset, right? Because you're like, Absolutely. Um, yeah, if I, if I don't win, um, then I'm losing. But it's, it's, there's another opportunity there, right? So definitely. And I think a lot of the downfall is a lack of responsibility. And I think that the reason we don't do that is because it's really hard to like look in the mirror or turn the mirror on yourself and say, mm, hang on a second, how much of this is my responsibility to, to change or to make a situation better or to evolve in a better way. Uh, but I also think that once you do it, it's, you know, once you move past the pain, <laughs> you kind of get to this freeing moment where you're like, okay, it's, it's there, it's in the light, I can see it, I accept that, you know, that's who I was, that's how I behaved, whatever it is. Now I, I have the power to change, like I have the power to choose. And with responsibility, 
comes choice and choice is an amazing thing. It is. I have a question though. You make me think of something since you're in the beauty industry, right? I'm imagining that a lot of your competitors or collaborators, right? Are women. Is that right? Okay. So let's mm -hmm. talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, all women are not, they don't all, okay. <laughs> there's that, right? Um, so mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in your industry, had you did you have any facts to base your beliefs on surrounding not being able to collaborate with others? Yes. So when I originally started, which would be about 12 years ago now or something, I mean, the first salon that I worked in had that mentality. Like we, our boss was toxic. Our manager was toxic. And it was a very like, they didn't want us associating with any other uh, beauty therapists in town. Like we weren't allowed to be friends. We weren't allowed to hang with them. And it was very much that mentality of just like, you know, we need to be better than them and like they're the enemy and stuff like that. So it didn't start off on, you know, the best foot. And I think when you're young, you're really impressionable yeah. and you're looking up to these older people and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we've always, had to believe that our parents are right and that to respect our elders and that they know what they're talking about right they're like so much more mature than me but in actual fact you know that is not the truth and most people don't know what the hell they're doing <laughs> or we're all practicing <laughs> yeah we're all practicing and um that's okay as well so yeah it was a very competitive industry and we didn't have like social media or anything like that as well. So it was really hard to connect with people outside of the people that you knew in your town, basically. And so, yeah, I feel like the mentality was very different back then. It was a lot more toxic from what I experienced. There was a lot of bullying back then as well. Like it wow. seemed to be for some reason in the hair and beauty industry that if you were a trainee or apprentice, it was okay that you were bullied. It was pretty normal. I know for me, I had like uh, tools thrown at me. I had my manager like stand in front of my face, like literally almost touching my face, screaming at me, spitting in my face because she wasn't happy with something that I did. Wow. Um, yeah, like just, just horrible things. But, um, you know, I'm sure she was in a bad place as well at that point. She was just doing maybe the same thing that happened to her when she was training. Yeah. On the flip side now, like having that experience to me was incredible because it taught me so much about how it feels and how much I didn't want to put that on other people. So having my own businesses, having a team and stuff like that, I'm always really considerate about being a good person basically and then being a good boss and a good leader so I think you know there's always the silver lining to every experience and we're yeah. lucky now in this day and age with social media and stuff like that a lot more women from around the world are collaborating um, they are friendly they are nice and we're kind of seeing that if you are working with people in your industry you can actually grow so much quicker you can learn off each other you've got someone to lean on and there's always been a time where you know, you've had questions and you just want to ask someone else, like, what did you think about this? Or how do you do this? So it's really nice to be able to pick up my phone and be like, oh my God, you know, help me out with this. And everyone's just like, okay, yeah, do this, do this, or, you know, consider this or, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's good. Yeah. I, that just comes to mind because, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, conversations like all past fall um, and I'm probably going to do some more this year. I'm thinking about doing a series in February with just women 
business owners. And what I've been talking about is like allyship um, with women to reverse the toxicity, you know, mm -hmm. um, because like you said, I, in our heart of hearts, you know, it's, it's either, um, it, it's for sure not our beliefs, right? It's not our values. And we want to show up better than the people that trained us. So yeah. um, that's a good place to stop. And we'll be right back and dive more into how you are helping others and pulling them up to where you are. We'll be right back. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world, being true to yourself. Only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show. All right, and we're back. So now with all your great learnings and your great experience, how are you helping people now? And tell us more about your beauty business association. Oh, did so okay. beauty business association was created for home-based business owners and sole traders. And the reason for that is because I have always run a home-based beauty business and I love it. And there's a lot of misconceptions about home-based beauty business and beauty business owners, um, you know, and people feel as though you have to have a commercial salon, you have to have a big team to be a professional. That was kind of always deemed as like the success and where you need to go. And I just don't feel like that is the perfect fit for everyone. And it's definitely not for me. It's definitely not for a lot of um, mums for instance, like home-based business, they can still be extremely professional, extremely successful, but have a more flexible life and actually work from home and take more time off and not have to worry about such big expenses. So I really just saw a gap in the market in regards to home-based beauty business owners are not supported in the same way that commercial salon owners are supported. And I have had so much experience. I've made plenty of mistakes, which has obviously led me to a lot of success as well. And I thought, why keep that to myself when I can share that with other women and we can all have successful home-based businesses? So that's how um, Beauty Business Association came about. Um, and then Beauty Business Mastery is the actual membership program that women can join and they basically learn beauty, business and mindset skills, uh, which I think is really overlooked as well because in the beauty industry, a lot of people focus on just beauty training and think that that's all they need to get better. And they kind of neglect the fact that they are business women. And with that also comes a lot of limiting beliefs, self-doubt and mindset work that needs to be done. So, um, yeah, it was just a way for me to basically be able to mentor women that run home-based beauty businesses. 
I love that. That's really great. And, you know, if I, if I even think about the places that I choose to go to, like when I was single, I didn't mind. I went to the big salon, you know, because that was a networking thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. But once I had kids, I need someone who's close to my house and efficient. And it usually wasn't the big salons. So that's, that, that's really brilliant. And, you know, I love how, you know, you, what, I guess you're integrating something that is uh, completely missed out on in your industry, right? That's your blue ocean Absolutely. mindset. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And I love that book, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think one of the really wonderful things now as well is that the perception is shifting and it's moving in a really great direction and home-based businesses are being seen as much more professional, much more viable. And I think personally that, um, you know, it's still a really great business move as well. So, yeah. So what is, um, tell us more about your new endeavor. <laughs> well, I can't sit still and I have loads of ideas and I get really excited and sometimes I don't think things through and I'm just like, that's a great idea. Let's do that yesterday. <laughs> hey, that sounds like someone so, I know. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get all these things done? Um, so <laughs> that was basically just kind of like a thought. And I was like, you know, I'm actually a qualified personal trainer as well. I've done a fitness competition in the past. I've always been into fitness, sport, and mainly for my mindset over the physical aspect, um, which is something that I'm really incorporating into the brand as well, that it's so much more about mindset and mentality. And then kind of like the physical is just a bonus. I know that a lot of people focus on that the other way around, like yeah. lose weight or, you know, something like that. So yeah, I basically put it out to my mom and was like, Hey, do you want to go partnerships in active wear and she said yes and then we just started brainstorming ideas and looking for like samples and all of that kind of stuff and we really didn't even tell anybody about it we just started creating it and then um, i just popped it up on instagram a few days ago and everyone was like what is happening right now like how have you launched this brand and you haven't even told anyone about it not even my best friend knew about it no one knew about it so yeah, it's out there now and um, it's already starting to take off and we're getting such positive feedback already. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, we are popping up like workout videos and whatnot, but we are actually going to launch in December. So okay, yeah, it's exciting. That is exciting. And that's good timing too, you know, because like, um, you know, beginning of the year, people are always wanting to work out and stuff. Exactly. I love the way you are presenting it as the other way around, I guess, you know, it's kind of like my, a little bit of my postpartum story. I think we talked about it on your show, you know, is where I realized that I had, yeah, a lot of physical weight, but I also had a lot of mental weight, but in the end, what really made me feel better besides eating really good for me food was exercising and just experimenting and enjoying getting to know all these different types of exercise. And I was like, Ooh, wait, my clothes just fell off. Like I can fit my clothes again. You know, it was, it, you know, it's um, just for the euphoria of Absolutely. how you feel when you exercise. Yeah. 
Definitely. And I, you know, it's something that flows off into every other aspect in your life. And when you start flipping that mindset, like going to the gym obviously gives you those natural endorphins and stuff like that. You do, you start to think more positively. You start to really assess, you know, what you're putting in your mouth. You start to make better decisions. You feel more focused, more uh, motivated. You stop procrastinating so much. And you know, that mindset is really the flow on effect to making you want to go to the more to the gym more or something like that. So then you start to see those like physical changes. Um, but yeah, we're a brand that's really kind of raw, real, authentic, honest. Um, and we just really want to make people more feel better on the inside and about themselves but obviously, you know, look good and have tights that feel good at the same time. But yeah, we're definitely more focused on what's going on like up here <laughs> than, you know, how you rock up at the gym and what, you, what you're kind of wearing. So are your fabrics ethically sourced and like what's the, are they made out of hemp? they're not made out of hemp look we've tried to be even in regards to our packaging we're trying to really be as sustainable and all of that as possible it's a lot more difficult when you're starting a brand because when you start heading down those paths it gets quite expensive so at the same time right now we are being realistic um, in regards to finances, but we also have like, I literally have a whole bloody whiteboard over here with future, like, you know, sustainable <laughs> ideas and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. We, um, we want to source like an Aboriginal charity in Australia so that nice. when we start making profits, like we really want to start giving back to people and we want people to feel really good about buying from our brand and feeling like, you know, they get something, but they're also giving something. So, I mean, I'm not someone that has like these tiny ideas. I have huge ideas that just blow my own mind. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we, we focused on quality first and foremost, like that was it. We were like, re- I was really specific with what I wanted. Um, and then we focused on, like the style and the sizes and all that kind of followed after what we, I was like, you know, I want quality. I've worked out before. I know all the problems with gym wear and I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yes. So I'm just going to give you another idea since you're that type of person, like hijabi workout stuff. That's a great idea because actually I did not think of that at all. (laughs) So I th- I'm not even joking. We should definitely talk about that later because that's a freaking great idea. Yeah. Cause like, I just want to tell you sidebar <laughs> and those yeah. of you who are watching and listening will enjoy this. So like for my, um, my events, I dance for like an hour and a half. Yeah. It gets a little sweaty. <laughs> it would. I love that you do that by the way. So I have, have been experimenting with all different types of stuff. So that's why I asked, mm. are your okay. uh, clothes made out of hemp? Because those work really well for what I do. Um, no, and- they are not, but I'm definitely going to look into it now. <laughs> so is it, are you looking for something that's more like airy? So you're not so hot or something that's like soaks up the sweat or yeah, like both? something that wicks well. Yeah. So like the bamboo, uh, uh, blended fabrics, you know, like um, really earthy fabrics, you know, hemp, yeah. bamboo, those kind of things, they work really, really well. I think I have a hijab here. Oh, that's part silk. That works yeah. pretty well. So, you know, just like the more natural 
fabrics, um, not the, you know, the like Gaia, you know, uh, Gaia's clothes, I can wear that. Yep. Um, but yeah, basically just something that wicks really well. Cause otherwise I have to take these long breaks, right? And I mean, yeah. yes, I, I am talking, right? Because it's like a retreat. So they need to understand why they're moving and doing all the things. But it's kind of like, I'm really just waiting to not be so shiny. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could understand that. <laughs> you definitely wouldn't want to wear any makeup, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it will. I mean, that makes it difficult for like filming and all that. So don't get me started on the lighting. But so yeah just something to think about and you know nike they didn't really because my daughter plays soccer and um so they have like a hijab that they came out with and you know it's just like the hijabi athletic wear is really not where it should be so yeah. i'm just saying that's another blue ocean <laughs> that is a blue ocean look i'm always up for blue ocean ideas and trying something new so not that I need any more ideas, but <laughs> I'm going to put it on my board anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to mention it because I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Great opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, but you don't know what you don't know. And like yeah. not wearing them, obviously, I would never know that. So it's really good. That's why I love talking to people, see? <laughs> yeah, this is great. So like uh, the other thing is I was watching your Instagram <laughs> page mm. right before I came yeah. on. And so I love that you're also helping people to develop their social media. So tell me a little bit more about that. So social media and marketing, I believe in the beauty industry is a little bit underrated, yet it's one of, well, I think it's the top way to get clients through the doors. So I'm definitely not promoting that I'm like a social media marketing guru. Like there are definitely people out there that really know their shit, but I know what I know and I'm happy to share that with people if that helps them feel more comfortable, if they feel, um, you know, it's more of a time issue as well. What I find with a lot of salon owners or even business owners is what happens is they just scurry around last minute, stressing out about like, oh, what do I post on Instagram today? What do I post on Facebook today? Oh, I haven't sent an email in two months. What do I write? And so I'm basically just creating a way for them to be able to plan out and schedule, you know, their emails, their Instagram and their Facebook. And just by taking that one day out and literally just nutting it out and getting it all done, that could give you up to four weeks of literally only having to jump on your socials to reply to people that are commenting on your posts and stuff like that. So I'm definitely trying to help them that way and trying to encourage them to build email lists because that's really overlooked as well. Um, what people fail to understand is that Instagram and Facebook, they are not ours. They're not our platforms. They can delete it tomorrow. And if you've got solely all your clients on Facebook and they decide to delete it, well, then you've got nothing. So I'm really encouraging people to grow their email list. And it, it makes it a lot more personal as well when you're yeah. getting emails. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the road that I'm going down with that. But, you know, I do it's targeted at beauty business owners, but technically this is a strategy that could work for any woman that has a business. Like you could literally take this strategy and implement it into whatever you do to be able to plan, plan all your emails and social media. 
Yeah, but I, I know that it does uh, make a difference from industry to industry. So I think that's great that you're doing it. And it's, you know, sometimes the, the marketing gurus, they kind of miss the mark when it comes to boutique style businesses, you know? So like, yeah. um, I know for myself, I've followed or worked with directly a couple of guys who are like marketing gurus. But when it came to like the you know, the touchy feely, you know, emotional wellness stuff that I do, like their formula is just not like my people were just like, talk about crickets, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why it matters like that someone like you, who, you know, the inside of your particular industry and you know what your people like, right? So, you know, for yeah. women, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It does make a big difference. And I think, I mean, you can use, you know, the outsides of the strategies in regards to like where to find content in your industry. Um, so, you know, what I do is I source where my ideal clients will be and I figure out what they're saying, like what are their pain points with a specific thing? What um, are the benefits that they're talking about with a specific service or treatment? And then basically from that one liner, it's turning that into an email that is directed at your ideal clients, you know, and then from that email, I generally am able to make like three um, social media posts from that. So, you know, I guess this strategy as well is more about just working smarter instead of harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. I'd have to agree with that. And for, for me, sometimes I'll just consolidate, like you said, like I do two emails a week. So like half my week, um, post will be on my email and then the other half on the other one so yeah it's not recreating the wheel over here either so that's really exactly. great um is are there any other ways that you're helping people um i think like in regards to business those are my main ways of helping people i'm being really mindful to keep things as raw and real and honest as possible i know in the past that i've definitely held back um you know because sometimes you think like oh maybe that's not suitable for the brand or maybe people won't relate to that or maybe i'm sharing too much or whatever it is where i find now i've just kind of stepped into like you know this is who i am this is how i am if you met me this is how i would be so um just really focusing on you know attracting those people and if others don't really relate to me or my brand then look that's okay there's plenty of other people out there that can help those people um but yeah i would say they're probably probably the main ways yeah i i love how courageous you are i remember there was a post i don't remember what happened like you were supposed to go live or something and you couldn't because you were feeling like crap and you went live like either later that day or the next morning and you're just like look this is what happened and i was like yay good that's what we like to see like a human being <laughs> <laughs> thank you and i i think like one of the reasons i want to bring that out the most is because like we do have social media platforms and we're always showing the highlight reels right and I feel like, where is the raw, honest truth? Because sometimes I'll message my friends. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a mental breakdown. This is so effing shit. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go work at Coles. Like, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, this is what needs to be shared. Because I know that at some point, every business owner has felt or is feeling like what I'm feeling. So why am I not talking about this? Like, yeah. why are we not putting this out there? 
Yeah, we have those. I'm going to quit my job and get a real job days, right? <laughs> like some days I just want to turn my brain off, turn my phone off and be like, not my problem. I got my check. Thank you. I'm done for the weekend. I'm going to go sit at the beach, you know, but <laughs> yeah, look, don't flex because um, some people don't live near a beach. So <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Like you just can just, I'm just going to mosey down to the beach. I can't take it. Oh my gosh. Oh. Nice to live in Perth. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, and we'll be back um, after this commercial break and just um, get some more of your golden nuggets and pull out some more wisdom. Perfect. What's up? It's Brian Ford here. And I just want to personally invite you to For Purpose. We're a community of leaders that are living and giving in service of others, and we are committed to making a difference. And there's no fees, no requirements, no nothing. We're literally doing this because we want to be the change we wish to see in the world. And we're doing so by connecting to resources, making impact more accessible, approachable, and easy to do than ever. Not only by connecting directly to those resources, but by finding other people that can inspire and encourage you to take action within your scope and spectrum of what you have to offer. So your first step to be a member of this is to visit the website, www.forpurpose.com. That is F-O-R-Purpose.com. Submit your email on the join page so that you get access to our weekly challenges, as well as you can become a contributor to our impact news feed. And I cannot wait to serve alongside you. Let's live for purpose. So we're back. So, you know, this, um, I know we had like a pretty quick conversation, but we've really been really action packed and, and talked about a lot of things. What would you say are like the top three golden nuggets for, you know, people listening and viewing could pull out tonight? I guess my biggest thing would be self-awareness, just really getting real with yourself and asking you yourself those questions that are uncomfortable because you know when you do that that's when change happens mm. um I think as well to ignore the opinions of others so I mean that doesn't mean you can't listen to what someone is saying to you but really kind of deconstruct what they're saying to you and you decide that you know if you want to take that in or if you want to believe that because a lot of the times we are filtering things through our own experience and our own eyes. And a lot of the times people can put their own fear and their self-doubt and their limiting beliefs on you. And I know that for me, um, you know, I used to shy away from even writing down big goals because I was so afraid that people were going to see them and what would they think? And no one's going to believe I can do this, you know, because of the, the people I was hanging around, the judgment that I was receiving. So, um, you know, once one million dollar ideas shouldn't hang around one cent minds and it might sound a bit harsh, but it's true. <laughs> I like and that. And I guess, yeah, you know, to wrap it up, that would probably be my biggest thing as well is to really assess who you're spending time with, who you're hanging around with. I know that for me to be able to become the woman that um, I am today, that I wanted to become, I had to let go of a lot of family, a lot of friends. I know that we can tend to be afraid sometimes to take that step and let those people go. Um, but if they're not supporting you and if they're not serving you in, um, you know, the same way that, that you would them, 
then they, they've got to go. And letting go is a huge step to growth and a huge step to becoming who you want to be. And it doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you mean or nasty or anything. It just means that you're stepping into becoming who you want to be and live your best life. And if they can't see that, if they don't support that, then they don't deserve to be there. I love it. 100%. So I, again, I want to thank you, Chelsea, for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us and letting us see how we can be free to be ourselves. Um, and for those of you who are listening and watching, um, I know you've received benefits. So sharing is loving. Share this with another heart, share it with another soul. And um, like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you and good night. The Free to Be Show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. With monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions, you can replenish online and relieve your stress and resolve your issues. Whether you are trying to recharge your entire staff or just seeking a community of support. Empower yourself today with the Replenish Me membership. And now for tonight's show.